Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you. We will talk about MLB Survivor, Major League Baseball final outlook, final month outlook rather, uh, in just a bit. But first, uh, we had Judah Fortgang on from PFF in our last segment. And there's a lot I want to react to here, Joe. Uh, I guess the two mm-hmm. biggest pieces I want to talk about, number one, He's big on Sam Howell, and to me, this matters a great deal because this is something we've talked about before, that if Sam Howell actually does have a pretty good ceiling, and with that wide receiver core, maybe, just maybe, the commanders are worth a flyer as far as them making it to the playoffs. There may still be value there betting them on the yes, getting one of those last wildcard spots. You also believe in uh, betting the NFC East division standings, uh, Eagles, Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles, however you want to look at it. And then maybe the commander's third, Giants fourth. There may be value there as well. But I think, especially given what we saw in the preseason, there are a lot of ways to back Sam Howell. So that was my first thought. My second thought was this idea of taking the Christian Watson over receiving yards prop. My one yeah. concern about that, and while I like the player a lot, my one concern mm-hmm. is that J.J. Zacharyson, you know, one of the great fantasy football experts in the world, uh, has his newsletter, came out this morning, and he believes that Jaden Reed, the slot receiver for the Packers, may start to put it together later in the season and become a real receiving threat for Jordan Love and company down the stretch. I wonder if that takes anything away from Watson's overall production too many mouths to feed, uh, using your expression, Joe. So that's one where I have a little bit of trepidation. But still, though, it's hard not to like the player in general. So those are my two biggest takeaways. What about you? Yeah, uh, JJ's not alone in that thought on Reed as well. Some other very respected minds in that space uh, believe that he can really step in and, and do a nice job. And it, Dobbs was a guy that also got a lot of hype. It, we just didn't see it a year ago. And maybe we end up seeing it uh, coming up this season. So, yeah, I did like the Watson angle. I, I enjoyed talking about the year two, year three quarterbacks because we spend so much time. Uh, well, what about the offensive rookie of the year and these rookie quarterbacks, which we don't know what we're going to get out of these guys. Like I, I liked watching Stroud last night on TV and he looked much better uh, than in his first preseason game. Of course, uh, we'll get to a little bit to that on that game uh, later on, but I, I found that fascinating. I was expecting when I asked them about, the year two guy you're down on. I was expecting a Purdy response, but we got the Ritter response. The Ritter response is the, with the team that a lot of people are very high on. And we're on record that we're just not there. And we don't understand all the Atlanta Falcons love. I, I get the premise, terrible division and all that. Some playmakers that they have an offense and adding Bijan. It, it should be terrific, but being down on Ritter, more not Howell, not Purdy, not Pickett. Ritter's the one that he picked out. I thought that was pretty interesting. So maybe there's a betting opportunity. And just yeah, there is that upside for Fields, but it's going to be tough for the Bears to get what they hope that they're going to get out of Justin Fields in year three right now. Even though they've put him in a much better position to succeed, just. We haven't seen it that much. But after two years of what we've seen from this guy, now to take that leap in year three, 
it hasn't happened a lot. Great athlete, and maybe he can be that dude, but uh, not a lot of examples to cite. Exactly right. I think we as football fans love to see something innovative, something different, maybe even revolutionary. And as far Mm -hmm. as potential, the Falcons certainly have it. It could be the most unusual offense we've seen over the last few years. When you look at personnel, certainly more than capable of it. The question is, what about the quarterback? Can you still have a competent offense when you have so many questions at the quarterback position? And in today's day and age, it's just not possible. Ritter has to be at least average, I think, for the Falcons to be taken seriously as NFC South title contenders. And I I think Judah brought it up. Like, it's just not there. The accuracy is just not there. And I, I think all of the optimism I have heard about Ritter is more cerebral than anything else, that he's a good decision maker and things like that. Well, let's see what happens over the course of an NFL season when you're challenged at, say, a quote-unquote PhD level to be able to make those kinds of decisions and make it proper snap after snap after snap. We just don't know. And I have my doubts here. And if it's not good, at least the Falcons know to pivot quickly. But at the same time, that means not backing them for this season. You like New Orleans in that division? I do. Okay. I can't argue it. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're not going not Atlanta, like value, it feels like. But yeah. No, there's none. There's none. Right. Unless. The only, and where's the other spot to go? I mean, oh, I, I think Baker's going to be better for a longer period of time. He's going to put a full season together. I mean, that's the argument that you have to make. And that Tampa Bay is going to stay healthy, which they haven't done in recent years. Exactly. Okay, let's move on now to Major League Baseball. And Survivor is just about done. We may have a winner fairly soon. Uh, what's the latest? Yeah, we might. Uh, we're down to seven. We had 10, and we're down to seven now. And it is a very tight race. Now, first off, uh, going into yesterday, nobody was eliminated. But uh, there are three results hanging in the balance. Okay, it's going to be a winning or losing week for the Angels, the Padres, and the Blue Jays. People were sweating those games. All three of them lost, including the morning game. Mm. A Mets comeback against the Angels. The Angels got swept to start the week. I know you're well aware of that. Then then they beat the Mets a couple back-to-back games, and then they just blew it late last night, or yesterday morning, I should say, um, in the 8th and the ninth. Padres lose to the Brewers. They were heavily favored in that matchup. Uh, Blue Jays end up losing in 11 innings to the Guardians. So we're down to the final seven, and we can officially say it is uh, the, the top 1%. Those still standing. It's the top 1% of the pool, which started with 500 in 78 entries. And Shy Sox 52 gets his first strike of the season. It was the Angels. That comeback by the Mets did him in first strike. So uh, shy Sox 52 has one strike. The other six remaining have six strikes each. I mean, I have two strikes. Uh, two the other strikes. six. Yeah. So it is, it's now a one strike lead. Pool, Joe. <laughs> well, you know what I, what I started thinking about is, okay, good. We won't have people saying let's chop at this point. Because I've been waiting for that email. Because you really can't do that when one guy has one strike and everybody else has two strikes. Because he's never going to go for that. But 
if we get to a tie after this week, I guarantee you they're going to have people saying, let's chop. What about the possibility of doing like two thirds for Chai Sox 52 and then one third of the remainder, if that makes sense? Yeah, you could do that. You could. Yeah. Um, I, I would probably start negotiating that ploy right away if I were Chai Sox 52, but that's just me. Oh, you would. Interesting. I'd think I'd have about to it. look at. Yeah, I would. Just, goal. I mean, exactly. Like, I would, I would want to be evaluating who I have left. Am I in a pinch where I, I have no good options for certain weeks, things like that? There's a lot more that would go into it, but I would keep that on the table or keep it in the back of my mind and not just, you know, roll the dice and think that I'm going to finish first. I'm all in. I, it would be tough for me, but, but yes. I'd have to look glory, at what the break. I'd have to look at what the breakdown is and how much prize money is left and what is the difference between two thirds and what first place is right now. But yeah, if it's if it's what like twelve k for first place, like yeah, if it's eight to ten, like that's not bad. <laughs> I would take that. Right. And it's a lot yeah, of security. It really isn't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Okay, so now we are approaching the final month of the Major League Baseball season. And even though there have been many times where it felt like these division races were over, suddenly things are getting really exciting in parts of the country that maybe we weren't expecting. So let's start with the American League East. The Baltimore Orioles are hanging on to first place. But they have placed their all-star closer, Felix Batista, on the 15-day injured list due to an ailing elbow. So my question is, are the Rays still very much in it? Toronto, to me, is just too far behind. But do the Rays still have a reasonable chance to take over the top spot, also get a bye in the first round of the Major League Baseball postseason? Or is Baltimore basically going to hang on to this one, knowing full well that it may be a little closer by committee at this point. Yeah. The, all the talent the Tampa Bay organization has two games back with five weeks left. Absolutely. They have a chance. They have a decent chance. Um, I'm, I'm still holding my, my Orioles division ticket. I'm just checking now to see what kind of uh, cash out is, is being offered there, but let's see. Oh boy. That's pretty good. So the 50 to one ticket, they're offering 30 X right now. Mm. on a 50 to one I, i'm holding on to it right now but now's the point where okay i'm gonna watch this closely we're gonna have to <laughs> pay close attention to what's happening here so yeah I, I think tampa bay can absolutely uh win this division it's but it, it is amazing what baltimore has been able to do and did you think we'd be sitting here saying all right the al west is going to be the best race and it's going to be a three team not a two team race Right. I know. <laughs> like we had we, we basically killed off the Mariners months yeah. ago. And now they are in the top spot in the American League West, which is amazing given that yeah, the Rangers have been on this epic losing streak, sure, but overall they've played very well this season. The Astros, yeah, they've had some injuries, but they're playing good baseball overall. And yet the Mariners have just had this unbelievable August, and now they are where they are. Luis Castillo, now we're talking about him in the Cy Young race, seriously? 
He's got some of the shortest odds out there. Yeah, I mean, I know Garrett Cole's leading the way still, but now we're talking about Castillo seriously. Uh, I mentioned George Kirby uh, floated his name out there as far as a, a Cy Young contender. He's been pitching really well. So it's been just amazing that, I mean, Julio Rodriguez, I mean, that's another one. Uh, It's been amazing what the Mariners have done. And it is possible that we may still be expecting the Astros to flip a switch and all of a sudden take over. But Mm -hmm. let's say that doesn't happen for whatever reason. There may still be betting value backing the M's. Yeah, let me backtrack a quick second because I didn't think it was going to be this number. At MGM, the Orioles are minus 450. The Rays are plus 300. I I might have to do something there. Uh, Let me look at the Mm -hmm. upcoming schedules because I didn't expect the Rays to be 3-1 to or the Orioles to be minus 450. Expect them to be a heavy favorite, but not minus 450. By the way, there are some spots that have them at minus 280 only. The Astros are favored across the board, and the Mariners are the second favorite, but man, is this tight. It's Astros plus 155, Mariners plus 165, Rangers plus 200, and all of this has happened because the Rangers are just playing awful baseball. They've now lost nine of their last ten. Nine of ten. Worth noting, Houston has an easy road. They have the third easiest schedule, uh, remaining schedule, they get Oakland for three, Kansas City for six. So that that's probably why they are the, the slightest of favorites uh, at the moment. But it is, it's nearly a co-favorite situation. Just about every sports book that you take a look at. Uh, which team would you pick? You have to pick one. <laughs> Payout's not uh... diff- much different. No, it's not, and I probably would back the Astros uh, if for no other reason. I, Yeah, I, I mean, and I hate to say that, you know, past seasons matter here, but if you are increasing your sample size, it, it's hard not to back them in that spot. And it's, it's a lot easier, I think, to explain away why the Astros are in a tight race instead of just pulling away. I think it's a lot easier to make that explanation than say why the Rangers have been on this losing skid. I mean, going back to Felix Batista, and I think this is a bigger thing that I will be looking at and probably something I will uh, do a deep dive on this week. But what about bullpen success? I would be curious if this is something that is a little different this year than, say, in seasons past. Because I feel like this was something we talked about at the start of the year where relievers with the new pitch clock and things like that would have a slightly tougher time adjusting than starting pitchers. And I wonder if, you know, I, I think we've had enough time for everyone to get used to the pitch clock, but I do wonder over the course of this season if, say, bullpens are such to where it's a little bit more top-heavy than in seasons past. And, and we'll probably get into this when we go over to the card. The Brewers have mm-hmm. a four-game lead. Cubs and Brewers start a three-game series today. They also play the last three games of the year. Nice. Can't wait. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, let's go or hell no right here on the BetQL Network.